Hello, everyone. It's attorney Susan Ingalls. You can find me at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram and right here on anchor.fm slash Susan dash Ingalls. It's Thursday, November 19th, and that means it's another Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. So today I want to talk about COVID-19 concerns. I think we all continue to have concerns about the virus. And I want to remind everybody that the typical scammers that have been coming out of the woodwork ever since the pandemic uh, began are still around. And, you know, some of these had been around for a while, even before the pandemic. Some are new. Um, and related to COVID-19. And in fact, some are devised just for a situation like this pandemic. Now we're hearing that vaccines are about ready, but also some are revisiting the need for restrictions around the country. So we'll talk about some of the new scams that have come around and some you may have heard of before, and we'll talk about what you can do to avoid them. I'm going to talk about seven categories, and then we'll, after discussing those, we'll talk about some ways that you can avoid them. So number one, treatment scams. Now, this is where scammers are doing things like selling fake cures, saying they have a vaccine, or giving you advice on treatments that are really unproven. So we're all interested in those things, but let's just remember, most often with scammers, they're trying to sell you fake products. So watch out for all those fake product scams that are related to the coronavirus. Number two, supply scams. This is where scammers are creating fake shops and websites, social media accounts, and email addresses saying that they're selling medical supplies, you know, things that are in high demand right even now, really, uh, such as protective masks, face shields, even testing kits. Also, you should watch out for uh, these services that claim to be able to do things like clean out your HVAC system to remove the virus and you know, other so-called home improvements to protect you from the virus. You know, just be skeptical and check it out. Number three, provider scams. This is when someone contacts you and they say they're a doctor or a hospital or some other kind of medical provider. Uh, they say they've treated one of your friends or family members and they try to get you to pay the remaining balance that they say is owed. This is a little bit like the grandparent scam <clears throat> that you may have heard of where uh, a grandparent gets a call that their teen or young adult grandchild is somehow stuck in another country with no phone and no money and they've asked this scammer slash friend to call you to help them out. Uh, so yeah, watch out for those um, provider scams. Now, number four is charity scams. These are always around, especially with the holidays approaching right now. 
But right now, there are still uh, many charity scams that are centered around the desire that we all have to help somehow, to help our neighbors, our community, our friends and family during the crisis. These are the types of scams where they're asking for donations for specific groups or areas or even individuals that are supposedly affected by the virus. And, of course, we're all affected by the virus, but be careful as to whether or not your donation is going to go to actually help the COVID-19 situation. You need to be sure to stay away from those kind of charity scams, and we'll talk about some ways to avoid that. Number five of seven, phishing scams. Um, They've been around a long time, just like holiday scams. Uh, Phishing involves emails and even social media posts that appear to be sent by uh, legit national or global health authorities. They try to seem like they're something like the Centers for Disease Control or the World Health Organization, Um, but they really aren't. They just have a name that maybe sounds like it. These are designed, as you might guess, to trick you into downloading malware onto your computer or to trick you into providing your personal identifying information or even financial information like your bank account or your credit card. We don't want to do that. So don't click, just delete. Number six, app scams. We all love our smartphone apps. And, you know, you may want to track what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, You may want to track the movement of the coronavirus and see what it's looking like in your area. Uh, Maybe because you are concerned that it's going to reach you or your loved ones. But these app scammers are creating and manipulating apps that are actually just putting malware into your device. That's not only going to compromise your device, but also your personal information. So definitely be wary of those. Just be careful when you're downloading an app. To your phone, and even after downloading it, the actual use of it. And finally, number seven, investment scams. Because everybody does want to make money in times of crisis, that is especially true of scammers. And these folks will pretend to offer uh, publicly traded stocks of companies that make products or services that claim to prevent the virus or even to detect or cure the virus. And you'll see this as online promotions and on various platforms like social media. Quite often, they're called research reports. So they'll say something like, uh, here's this stock you want to buy because you're going to make a bunch of money because of this testing kit to detect the coronavirus Uh, So, you know, really watch out for those, especially now that we are starting to hear that treatments are available that are working and vaccines are going to uh, be available soon. So just just watch out for those investment scams. 
uh, how can you avoid these scams that I've just laid out? And I'm going to give you seven things to keep in mind. First, when you are using a computer, if you use a computer, make sure you have up-to-date malware, anti-malware, and antivirus software. Number two, don't click on links or um, email attachments from any unknown source or service that you have not verified. This is the worst possible thing, and it is all over um, the your email. Number three, be wary of any business, charity, or individual even that asks for a payment or donation in cash, wire transfer, gift card, or even by mail, um, as well as through, keep this in mind, uh, cash transfer applications on your phone or on a, you know, any other device, because we're all using those now, and those are very susceptible as well. Number four, don't open or respond to unsolicited emails that are offering supplies or even treatment for COVID-19, especially if they request your information for what they call medical purposes. Uh, Legitimate health authorities and providers don't contact the general public in that way, so be sure and keep that in mind. Number five, uh, how do you independently verify these various outfits? Because you may find yourself you know, really wanting to do good, to donate, and to help. So check them out, um, the name or the email address, to see if they're legit. Uh, sometimes scammers have a username that sounds very familiar, that sounds much like a legitimate entity. Um, yeah, For example... It may appear to be a government agency or the World Health Organization or some recognizable uh, entity or organization or or government agency. They are very good at creating these names that sounds like something that's legit, but it's really not when you look very closely. So be sure to look closely and check those out. You know, here in South Carolina... We have the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs, and you can check out any entity with that organization. Also, you can check with our state attorney general and see if, uh, with either one of those uh, agencies, if there's any complaints about a particular organization that you're looking at. And you can even contact the Federal Trade Commission, ftc.gov, check to see if there's any complaint files against the entity with that national uh, government agency. Uh, You can also check with the South Carolina Secretary of State to see if a charity is registered with our state, and they keep a close watch on that, and they even have reports about it on their website that you can check out. Number six, if you're considering donating to a crowdfunding source or something of that nature, do your research and check it out. You may want to help out with a crowdfunding opportunity that's related to COVID, but check it out and make sure it's not fake. There's a lot of that going on. Number seven, 
If you are considering making an investment in a company because they have some great virus-related product or software (coughs) or service, before you give them your money, you should check out the SEC website. That's the Securities and Exchange Commission about how to avoid investment fraud. In particular, you can read about some specific investment scams that are created uh, and are related to the COVID-19 pandemic on that website. So that's a really good resource when you're considering an investment. And so the last few things I want to say about this is, are don't let anyone rush you into making a donation. Anything you do in a hurry like that is probably not a good idea. If you get a robocall, don't press any numbers. Just hang up. Ignore offers for a COVID-19 vaccine cure or treatment. Remember, if there's a medical breakthrough, (coughs) which we're seeing those right now, you won't hear about it for the first time through an email or an online advertisement or some other unsolicited sales pitch. So be careful out there. Watch out for those scams. Check out all the resources that are available for you before spending your money or making a donation or separating from your money in some other way. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls at Ingalls Angle, and it was Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and be careful out there.